Welcome to Pelvic Biz Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Alhui. I've grown my pelvic health practice, orthopelvic physical therapy, and now I'm helping pelvic health professionals do the same. Each week, I give you the knowledge you need to grow your practice. Let's get into today's episode. Before we get into today's episode, let's chat about our sponsor, Jane. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software designed to help you create documentation, book, schedule, process payments, and run your entire practice online. The team at Jane knows your time is valuable, so they've created online intake forms to help you spend less time on paperwork and more time with your patient. To streamline your intake process, Jane makes it easy to automatically email intake forms at the time of booking. You can gather patient data, consent, insurance information, and payment details all before your patients even walk through your door. And to help them remember to fill out their forms, Jane has you covered with a friendly email reminder sent 24 hours before their appointment. To learn more, head to jane.app/guide or use the code PelvicBizOneMo at sign up to receive a one-month grace period applied to your Jane account. Today, let's talk about the pros and cons of training a PT, OT, PTA, a CODA, all the things. Uh, how, what are the pros, what are the cons, what are the do's and don'ts? So first, let's just start out with the do's. The number one thing is you must have systems. Systems are key. So you're probably asking me, Kelly, well, what kind of systems? All right. So you want systems on how they actually uh, do notes, how they check people in, how they uh, pay for the visit. You want systems on handling objections. And then you want systems on how to treat. Like, what is your method to treat? Most of us are like, oh, we just like do what they, we, what they taught us in school. No, but really, like, you've got to come up with a method of every single thing uh, for every single diagnosis. What is that? How do you do those things? You know, for us, that's why I created PelviBiz is I have my methods and everything for everyone I coach. Um, and that's what I use in my clinic as well. Like it is very symbiotic of what we're doing in clinic is what I also coach. So it's real life things that I know actually worked. And I've trained a fair amount of therapists that have come on to my clinic uh, how to do this stuff. And I've used all these systems. So systems is the number one thing you must have when actually trying to train a therapist, okay? Number two, I would pre-record everything. So if you are teaching or if you are doing a workshop or you are doing whatever, I would record it and make sure that that person has a recording of it so that they know what they need to be doing and they can watch that. And I would say, this part of number three, I would say they need to watch that before they actually come on with you, okay? As like a mentorship where they actually watch the videos to say, okay, this is kind of what I'm getting into. This is what I need to know. Um, and then clearly probably have to do some in-person training as well, but at least that can get them started. Now, let's just say whoever you hire is from out of town. I personally like to get them on a Zoom call beforehand before they come in and start training them then start talking to them start talking to them about handling objections or how to do some kind of treatment you can do everything over the computer screen they don't have to actually be in person 
So there's so much value in that. And you can start like three months out, seven months out, however long you think. I can tell you this. My first hire probably took me about six months to actually like get them onboarded. So I did this whole like slowly ramping up thing where they would only see like a minimum of four patients a day. I did that for like a month. Then I had, you know, 15 minute to 30 minutes breaks in between. And I started to realize this is too crazy. It is too much of a slow onboarding process. What I actually realized is I was actually hindering them. Instead of just filling the schedule, having them start immediately the first day, what did we have to do when we started? We basically had a full schedule the second we started, right? Any company I ever worked for, they had a full schedule. I was actually able then to pick up on things quicker because it was the repetition of doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing, right? So because of that, it just made me be able to do the actual thing better and quicker rather than taking a therapist six months to slowly ramp up. It just wasn't ideal. And each hire that I hired as a therapist, I realized it takes less and less time because you actually start to develop those systems and start to know like, oh, okay, it doesn't take me as long or, oh, I can do this in a shorter way. So you always should be thinking about like, how can I train this therapist in a condensed period of time, but still provide massive value to that therapist? And so uh, I think that's very important when training people. I think also, this is very important that no one really talks about, is setting the expectations very clearly. Now, as a new therapist hiring your first hire, it is super scary because you're like, I can't even pay my salary. How am I going to pay someone else's salary? I waited a whole year, saw 50 patients a week for three months straight because I couldn't I couldn't fathom paying someone an eighty dollars to $90,000 salary. And I wasn't even getting paid that first off. I mean, I came out making $62,000, seeing 14 patients a day, okay, two to three hours of notes at night. So I could not even fathom that. Of how was I going to be responsible for someone's crazy salary? It was like so out there. I, I, I couldn't, it was so overwhelming. I didn't do it. And I basically just like killed my body because I was just like, can't hire. It's not worth it. But the reality was it was really worth it. It was definitely really worth it. Um, but when I hired, guess what happened? My first hire, she quit. Two weeks, no, two months in, she quit. And you know why? Because I didn't set the expectation clear enough. I told her one thing and then I did something else. I told her this thing, maybe it didn't happen to the way that she maybe thought. I just didn't know. So it was very hard to set the expectation because I just didn't know I've never been in a situation. So at that point, I really should have leaned on my coach to be like, hey, how does this hiring thing go? What am I supposed to say to her? And set like all those rules and lay it all out there because it would have saved me a lot of headache and she probably wouldn't have left, to be honest, okay? So setting expectations clear on what like the rules are in the clinic and then also setting expectations of like what's required of the person, like what is... What's their schedule going to be like? Like simple stuff. What's their schedule going to be like? What are the do's and don'ts of the clinic? Um, what happens if there's a snow day? What happens if there's an earthquake or a hurricane? Like just really clearly defining what happens with PTO. How do they request PTO? All that stuff. And how is that defined? 
So I think that's, you know, just really important to break down and understand uh, and sometimes just know it can be very, very hard. If you are a PT looking to hire, it could be very, very hard to figure that out. And you're going to need guidance for sure. Okay. And I always say just hire a mentor. They'll tell you what to say, what to do, all the things and like really help show you the path so you don't have to go through like all the pain of you have no energy. I mean, imagine this for real. I had no energy. I've seen 50 patients a week. Who does that? No one. Okay. And now I come to hire. Now I got to give, give all my energy to the new hire, but I had none. I was done. I was literally done. And then I put all my freaking energy, like every ounce of my freaking day into this person. And then she quits two months later. Says, good luck. And I had all these patients. I put myself back into the clinic and it was just, it was a nightmare. It was a freaking nightmare. So um, again, learn from our mistakes. Okay. The other thing I would do is, like I said, train on objections and treatment, um, have weekly staff meetings and in the weekly staff meetings, go over treatments, build the therapist's confidence. So go over like, okay, we had Joe come in today. Joe had erectile dysfunction. Okay. Let's talk about how each visit a Joe comes in, how you're actually going to progress Joe. And that helps build up the therapist's confidence. They're like, oh my God, yes, I can do this. I can get better at this, you know? And then they feel amazing and they actually help the clients out. I think that's very important to note. Pay another PT or OT or PTA, whoever, CODA, to come in. And you can also pay them to train a therapist so that you don't have to put the time into it. If they're, they know how you would actually train them. I think that's important. So again, not trying to put it on you, take all your energy. Can someone else do it besides you? And that is correct. Someone else can do it. You can train someone else to do it and they can do it. The don'ts of training, don't just expect someone to come into your clinic and be like, I'm going to schedule and I know exactly what to do. I'm all the confidence and don't expect there not to be hiccups. Don't expect there not to be um, uh, handling objections. And there's going to be people that you're going to be like, man, I spent forever to get that eval in. And then she just came in for one visit because the person didn't know how to treat this condition. And it's frustrating. It's very frustrating to watch the schedule go from up here to down, 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 down. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what can I do to help this patient out or help this therapist out? And that's when you got to have a conversation with them and you got to figure out how can I help you learn better? What do you need from me? Those are the questions you would ask. Okay. But what I would say don't do is get frustrated. It's easier said than done. Don't get frustrated and then be like, they suck. You suck. And then they end up going bye-bye because they're just getting negative input. You know, just FYI. Don't just have them come in and feel that they know exactly what to do and what the culture is and all that kind of stuff. Don't just expect that. You got to show them what the culture is. Don't even just tell them what the culture is. You got to show them. Like, this is how we operate around here. And this is how it is. So I think that's important. But I think those are like really the big lessons of training therapists, the pros, the cons. I mean, I would say that the ugly part of it is potentially they um, wouldn't pick up on the training or potentially maybe their personality wasn't a good fit for the patients that we actually treat because trust me, doing pelvic floor is not for the faint heart and it can't be for everyone. You have to have the personality to like connect with people and be like really open with them and 
and all that kind of stuff. And if someone can't connect, that's a problem. This is another whole subject, but when you're hiring, see if the person can actually connect, okay? See if the person can actually connect. That's massively important. I'll take that over skills any day. So um, hopefully you guys learn some good lessons and learn from, from all the pain I've been through. It's amazing. I want to finish this out by saying, if you guys are thinking about hiring and you're on the fence of, do I just want it to be me? I know most of us can't even dream past just me because you think it's going to be like headache, but it's truly not. Um, yes, there's hard times. Yes, there are annoying times. But the reality is if you build out a team, they actually can help you, especially the right one. And you'll only be more thankful because you'll be able to get your time back and, um, you know, really help continue to grow if that's what you want or spend time with your family or whatever else you want to do. So hopefully this was helpful. Bye, guys. I consider myself a business and life coach. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams as an entrepreneur? If so, let's chat. See the episode notes below and go ahead and book a call. See you all next week.